listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Big show coming up on Footy Talk. We're going to get stuck into the Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten incident. I'll be joined by Gordon Tallis. Mm. We've got plenty more coming up on the show too, Gordy. Well, I might dig into the CBA. Mm. Are the players being greedy or are they getting their fair share? And obviously the wrestle, Jack Whiten and Latrell Mitchell over to the WWE. Ooh, can't wait for that. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk, our brand new show, seven days a week. So we have you covered for everything you need for rugby league across the entire season. We've got ex-players on the show, Greg Inglis, James Graham, current players, Wade Graham, Aaron Woods, Connor Watson, some of the best journos in the business, including Michael Chamis and Danny Widler. But every Monday, I'll be joined by the one and only Gordon Tallis. Gordy, welcome. (laughs) Are you excited? I'm excited. Rugby League's around the corner. I was in Gladstone over the weekend for the Dolphins' first game um, of Rugby League. Uh, They played the Capras. I think they won 24 points to eight. So it's good to have Rugby League back. It seems to be starting early. I assume we'll have a game on Christmas Day, which I'll enjoy. (laughs) You can never have too much Rugby League. I feel like there was no off-season because I went to the World Cup. So I feel like there's barely been a break, but... You can never have too much of it. So No, I don't think so either. But uh, yeah, And the World Cup was fantastic as well. Uh, uh, I was over there and you did some fantastic work too, Emma. I saw you. Thank you, Gordy. Yeah, I'll pay you. Sleep you that 50 later. When I was in the cheap seats at <laughs> uh, Old Trafford watching the final. Old Trafford was a beauty. I absolutely loved it. But yes. it's good to be back here. And you know what? I was only saying to someone last week, it's been a relatively quiet off-season in terms of dramas and perhaps jinxed it because this week, uh, the big story... It's not rugby league if there's no off-field <laughs> It has dramas. to be something, doesn't there? Uh, split views on this one, Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten getting in a wrestle on the night of Jack Whiten's 30th. The cops have come. They've both been arrested. Gordy, what do you make of it? Is this all a bit of a storm in a teacup? Oh, it sounds like it, um, and I haven't seen the footage, but two guys having a wrestle, if their name's... Weren't Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten? Would we be hearing about it? Would the police have arrested them? That's the only question that I asked. But were there punches thrown? Was there anybody hurt in the situation? Um, I'd say no. Just two mates, probably one too many, started to push and shove and got in a wrestle. And which, playing for the Broncos, it was strange because they used to get on each other's nerves so much that Wayne put a boxing fight on. One really? day at the Broncos Leagues Club and players had to fight each other because they were always on each other's nerves. So I think Peter Ryan, the ex-lock, he punched Kevy and Johnsy out. So then Johnsy and Kevy fought him and Brad Thorne fought someone anyway. It was a really good night and everybody jumped in the ring and sort of sparred off and all the tensions left the footy club. Don't forget we are alpha males. Yeah, so it can be good to release that in a controlled environment. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, I don't know uh, everything what happened, but it sounds like and it reads like just two mates out having a good night, probably push and shove, got a little bit serious, had a bit of a wrestle, and it was between them. So let's move on, hey? All right. Well, originally, I think everyone thought, here we go, another scandal. But when you delve a bit deeper and more information has come out, particularly some video of the arrest, it actually sounds quite distressing. 
Let's take a quick listen. My shoulders! You know, like you're hurting and you're not doing anything. So we even have an eyewitness account who described what happened on the night. If you think that they were fighting in any way, shape or form, that's just, that's pathetic. That's an absolute joke. They've been hung out to dry and um, they're good blokes. So, Gordy, do you think if it's just two mates having a wrestle and the police have used excessive force, do you think or should the NRL punish them in any way? Well, you'd have to have all the facts, but sounding and listening to that and, you know, reading what has been said in the papers, the integrity unit comes up with pretty much the right decision. I don't think anybody really goes against it. I think they get it right most of the time, just as long as they get all the facts. And certainly if I was in that position and if that's all what's happened, there's certainly no punishment. Yep. Not one bit, not monetary, nothing. They go out uh, and they represent their community this Saturday night playing for the All-Stars. And of course, we have to wait until it's played out in court, but No Limit, who manage both Jack White and Latrell Mitchell, released a statement this morning that said, for legal reasons, we can't comment on the charges that are before the court, but we want to express remorse for putting ourselves in the position to embarrass our clubs and the NRL over the weekend. We understand that our wrestle was harmless, but it was a poor decision and have may have looked bad. We're sorry for this. We know we need to be better when we are in public. So It sounds like that police officer might get a contract because yeah. no one's really put that much pain on Latrell ever in his career. <laughs> he might get a grade three chicken wing. Do you think <laughs> it makes any difference for the two of them knowing that Jack has got in trouble in the past and the Raiders had said, I know that was going back about yeah. five or six years ago, but given he's been in you trouble in the past, does it make a difference? Look, it does, but it sounds like it's innocent. It yeah. sounds like that they're mates and they've come out on their own social media and apologised and they're just two guys that have had a wrestle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they didn't break anybody and if nobody else was involved in the public, I think it's play on. Yeah. Did they break anything in the pub? You know, is there – or the bar? Sounds like no. Know? So hopefully no, we can I, all just move on. Come on. Our game's not that woke, are we? No. We, mate, we can't start off our first show being that woke. No. Emma. Let's, Let's wait till the end of the year. All right. Let's well, hopefully we move on with that. Hopefully, too, we get the CBA sorted soon because there were Ooh. suggestions of players boycotting the NRL. That's surely won't get to that point. But essentially, in a nutshell, it's complicated, but the few things that the players are still waiting on. Although they have determined the salary cap, they're still waiting on confirmation around things like past player fund, retirement fund, the injury hardship fund, all things that the players see as important. They also want to say going forward when the NRL negotiate rights deals, they want to have a say in the competition structure, leave entitlements, how many games we have, all of that sort of stuff. So it's a bit nitty gritty, but... I, I get everything yeah. and I probably agree with them in sentiment most of the time but I just don't like the way it's played out in the media because yeah. it doesn't help anybody, right? So if you're a local guy that's out, you know, and he's digging holes all day and he goes and supports the Tigers, the Broncos or whatever team and he's got to pay his own medical fund, mm. he can leave his job and if he's injured in five years' time, he's got to go there and if he's a bricklayer or whatever and he gets a sore back, I'm pretty sure he's got to pay for that himself. I'm sort of a little bit up in arms. Can I jump on that list, Emma? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, what's he <laughs> say? So for me, how far does it go back? Because I hurt my neck and I retired yeah. early. But when I went and had surgery, my disc, I actually first injured it when I was a kid. Mm. So do I go back to school, like when I was playing on the monkey bars or climbing a tree and falling out or falling off my bike and rugby league saved me? So I get that we are trying to look after each other and someone like a Jarrell Yee that has three years, but the club's employed him. You know, like 
a game is not that savage. You know, if you're a player and you want a job in our game, I think we are very accommodating and we've got a generous game of footy. So um, I just hope that it's played out behind closed doors because it doesn't help the NRL and it doesn't help the players because it just looks a little bit selfish where most people walk in the streets that keep Australia ticking don't get the same benefits. And I think that you're lucky to play rugby league and I'm in a health fund and I've got my kids and I've got to pay for all that. And I know that when I played the game that there were going to be some injuries and, you know, and you need some ongoing physio and treatment and massages, but that's part of the course. Like, doesn't everybody save their money? Aren't you getting enough money to put $5,000 away a year or or pay your three grand or five grand a year in health fund? Yeah. When you say... Am I making sense? It makes sense because... Others, as you said, anyone out there on the street also has to has to pay for all of that. So I think the reaction, if you're supporting a club, yep. that could anger the general population. And I, I certainly get elements of it. And when you talk about the injury fund, it just pops to mind. I know with my brother, he has a lot of issues as a result of his career. So I, un- I do understand that part. But on the other point, I understand the general public, they don't get any help. They have to pay for all of that themselves. And does it come back to the clubs? I don't know. I just think it's a little bit muddy. And then for me personally, and I know not everybody's in the same boat, but every household budgets for something. Mm. Every normal person has a budget for everything. And healthcare would be one of them. And you can wait. We've got a pretty generous country where there's Medicare and you can wait in line like every other Australian. Or if you want the top cover, you've got to pay for it. Yeah. When you say uh, you wish it didn't play out in the media, is there a way that that can happen? Because everything I comes was part out in the of that media. Too, Emma. Yeah, I mean, like, and I remember when I was there and, my, and Brad Fittler and then Dave Gallup was the boss and then we were supposed to have a meeting and then he had all the press there and then we boycotted the meeting. And it's a bit of a regret because it doesn't look good on the game. Like, we should be growing up where we can go behind closed doors and what's happened in that meeting, like most, you know, board meetings, shouldn't get out in the yeah. public. You know, I think airing your dirty laundry and I know that the players want more and I'm all for the players. Like, don't forget, I'm a player and I hurt myself in the game, but... I just think, you know, when we get our fans and most of them would be blue collar out there working really hard and it's a heat wave around the country, especially Mm. in Queensland at the moment, and they don't get the same benefits. So I think that we're privileged to play our great game. Just budget a little bit better, boys. All right. That's the advice from Gordy. Budget a little bit better. All right, we'll take a quick break here on Footy Talk, but up next we'll delve into Parramatta's chances of making another grand final. But let's head into some actual footy chat. Season only a couple of weeks away. Uh, let's talk Parramatta. A couple of clubs have had their uh, season launches. Para had theirs last week. I was actually there. Ooh, Lost a f- quite a few players. Yeah, just a little side job, little MC gig. <laughs> Try and get a few of them. Oh, naturally, there's going to be positivity at a, a season launch, but... In the media, it seems to be, oh, Para have missed their window. So they have lost a number of players, but mm. they've gained uh, Josh Hodgson. Yes, they've lost Reid Marnie. Isaiah Papali'i has gone to the Tigers. What do you make of where they are at? Do you think they have missed that premiership window? Uh, no, because they were so close last year and everybody, I think Parramatta are an overachieving side for their for their roster. I, I think Josh Hodgson at his best was equal to Cameron Smith. I know he's not Cameron Smith, but mm. the way he played and the way he dominated at the Raiders, it was sort of his his time to shine. So uh, I know Marnie was a – he's a huge loss and a great game for the Bulldogs, but I just think Hodson brings another point of attack, uh, won't be as much pressure 
I'm on Moses. I think that the window's open, and I think last year making the grand final and it might have surprised a couple of people, but I think that should be the confidence that they need going into this year. And Papa Lee, well, he was a great player on the edge, but they got Madison. I think they got players that can fill that role. Yeah. You know, um, Marnie's just a big one, but they've got a class number nine coming in. And if his body holds up, he's a great player. Well, speaking to them on stage, actually, at the launch, they all mentioned him, the the amount of extras he's doing at training or yeah. why they're so confident. Almost every answer to every question involved Josh Hodgson in some way. So he's already made an impact on the players. And I saw a photo of him on social media. and His guns? Oh, my God. So, like, just to look, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. That is an extremely disciplined athlete there that has worked really hard. His diet's great and obviously with an injury he's been able to work on all the finer points. So I think it's... I think it's a bonus and and there must be that fire in his belly because he's missed a couple of years and he's going to a really, really powerful club that made the grand final last year and I, you know, and I think that he can improve them. I know he's different to Reed Marnie, but I think that he can improve the Eels. The other thing they all seemed to mention was, um, well, Mitch and Dylan Brown in particular mentioned they've got Trent Barrett helping them now as an assistant in the halves and said how much difference that was making. Dylan actually sprayed Brad Arthur and said, it's good to have someone who can actually tell me what to do and show me because Brad can't kick a ball to save his life. But do you think that's a, a handy addition as well for them? Well, absolutely. So Trent Barrett, most of the clubs that he's been to, I think the players really love him. And that's when he went to the Bulldogs, you know, Burton and all those young guys that were the superstars of the future had their faith in Trent. So for he to go to the years, I think it's a great signing. I think Nathan Brown is there in Pathways as well. And Brad Arthur, I actually really love. He's the modern day Wayne Bennett which Wayne Bennett never taught me anything how to play. But your effort's always there. So there's effort coaches and there's those coaches that want to work on your skills. And to get someone like Trent, I think that Brad Arthur knows that that's where he's lacking, um, I suppose. And to get someone like Trent Barrett that's played at the highest level and he seems to be a great attacking coach. And when he was at Penrith, yeah, they're very successful. So he comes out of a couple of really good systems as well. There you go. So the verdict is the window is not closed. That's your verdict. It might be sliding back, okay. Emma. It might be sliding back, but it's not close. I, but it's not close. Like if their forward pack have a like, no, they got, they just got too much talent. I think it comes down to their halves. It comes down to their seven and six. Yeah, they're the ones that get the big sides over the line. Well, we can always hope. That's what I do every year with the Tigers. But I think actually this year, I'm well, hoping I'm crossing my fingers the Tigers are going to be in the eight. But it might just and you be might need to cross your toes too. All right. <laughs> We'll see how we go. Um, So much to get through, but the good thing is we have you covered every single day. We'll have a show seven days a week, so we hope you can join us tomorrow for Footy Talk.